Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Scraby getting in the spirit. Very good. Uh, happy Halloween, everybody. Welcome to the program. Monday afternoon, 2 o'clock. Chris Ellum, Tony Gwynn Jr., Mr. Scraby. On San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3. You'd never know we were uh, San Diego's uh, number one sports talk station. Uh, that last segment, I just filled in uh, for the coach because they couldn't uh, get the coach hooked up. Some technical difficulties, apparently. Can you believe that, Scraby? That never happens around here. <laughs> I, it's never happened before. I know you're shocked. <laughs> it's never. So Braden and I talked about the top ten candies in America. Why and, do you get to uh, talk about the more fun stuff on that show? Well, because they got a better show than we do. I don't know. Okay. Braden brought it up. Okay. That's interesting coming from the producer, right? I mean, he's asking yeah. you why. Why don't you ever come up with ideas <laughs> well, like that? Well, because I would I would be like, hey, guys, we can go over the top 10 candies. And you guys would be like, no. No, we do Scraby. Yeah, do something different. Come up with some good ideas once in a while. Use your head. Inform the people out there that uh, the number one candy in America apparently is um, Reese's. Makes sense. Number one. Number two was Skittles. Number three was M&M's. So there you go. Uh, welcome to the program, everybody. Uh, World Series uh, continues today. Uh, Monday Night Football coming up tonight. A very Halloween-themed game because both yeah. the Bengals and the Browns wear the proper colors. And uh, we'll be heading into that game, which uh, coverage begins at 4.30 this afternoon. Following our program, guys, I uh, don't know how your weekend was. Uh, mine was headed... Mine, mine was not good. And uh, was headed uh, to complete disaster yesterday. As a matter of fact... When the Dolphins fell behind the Lions 21-7 to in the second half, uh, my wife came into the room and said, what is the matter? And I said, you know what? I'm not handling losing very well. Uh-oh. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, you know, this has been a weekend of nothing but losing. Already I'm down 50, 60 points to Tony in my <laughs> fantasy game because A.J. Brown Caught three touchdowns in the first quarter, and Tony went on to beat me by like 100 points. So I lost fantasy football. Uh, my NBA team, uh, by the way, congratulations to yours. Thank you. Which Thank finally you. got on the board with a win. Uh, my NBA team blew two games, one on Friday night and one on Saturday. So the Bulls lost back-to-back games. And my fantasy Did team was going down. Did you guys lose to the Spurs? Down. Was that one of the losses? What's that? Was that one of the losses to the Spurs? Yes, to the Spurs oh, on Friday night and to the Sixers on Saturday night. I had to hear all about that one. I had a... I had a one of my buddies, yeah, uh, daughters, go to school together. Uh huh. Um, is a big Spurs fan. Oh, well, and then it, that was a nice win for yeah, them. Yeah, at, at the time, the Lakers were still 
winless, winless. Yeah. and you know he just proceeded he was to going just go on, on and on about yeah. this Bulls win. Yeah, man, Bulls had it? two games that they should have won. They lost them both. So that that kind of kicked off my weekend. And then uh, talk about Saturday in just a second. But then Sunday. I woke up. I was already kind of in a downer mood because yeah. of all the losing I had been through, and you know, losing will do that. And the Padres kind of still carrying over a little bit from last week, and then uh, you know, open up my Sunday with Lions twenty-one, Dolphins seven, and Tony five hundred points, Chris none in our <laughs> fantasy football game. So I told my wife, I go, I, I, I uh, the police made a song about this way back when. It was called "I Can't Stand Losing," and I was just like, I was in a terrible mood. And she said, you got to get out of this mood. And I said, there's only one thing that can get me out of this mood. And that is that the Dolphins win today. Otherwise, I will be stuck in this mood all day long. And I feel like I'm a grown man and I ought to be able to do something about this. But I can't. So I wanted to talk to you guys today about losing. (laughs) And how do we handle losing better? If the Dolphins had not rallied in the second half, I would have been a miserable human being the entire day yesterday and probably into today. And I know Scraby's not a great loser when his team goes down to defeat because he also knows he's going to have to hear about it from us. That's true, but I don't mind that. But I feel like I'm a really bad loser. And it's one thing when you're playing in a sport yourself, you're competing, so you can actually maybe go out and do something about it. But as my wife pointed out yesterday... There is nothing you can do about your NFL team losing a game. You just have to wear it and handle it better. And I told her I agree, but I'm not good at it. I can't handle losing. Well, it didn't. It was all for that though, because your Dolphins right. Came they ended up one. winning, but it didn't make up for the weekend. And the reason it didn't make up for the weekend is because of what happened to the Aztecs on Saturday uh, night. So can can I can I start on this? You one? can go ahead because. Um, this was the first weekend I've like been able to sit down and watch the Aztecs. And I didn't get to watch the first half. I walked in as the second half started. Okay. Well, they were and up 21-10 at halftime. They were up 21-10. And just the whole like mojo of the team didn't look anything like I saw the opening week. No, they looked fantastic. They looked awesome. Uh, my man who's quarterback in um, – Jalen Maiden. Ma- Maiden. Looked, I mean, he just has this spirit about him. He's just smiling, confident. It seems like he got those guys rallying. And to watch that collapse in the last, what, two possessions, basically. The only thing you can call it was a complete, utter collapse. Was so heartbreaking. I mean, I was encouraged because the last time I had watched the Aztecs, it was, like, tough to watch. Yeah, they're uh, not so tough to watch. The ending, though, was really, ending was, really oh, difficult it was, to watch. It was horrible. It if was you horrible. missed any part of it, because it was late Saturday night, the Aztecs, I went led, to bed. the Aztecs led 28 to 10. Fresno State scored a touchdown on the final play of the third quarter. So that made it 28 to 17 going into the fourth quarter. But that really, as you said, Tony, didn't really make it look like it was going to matter because the Aztecs were just playing well. Right. They were confident. They were great. moving up and down the field. And then with about. Four minutes to go in the game. Fresno State got a turnover, and the Aztecs stopped them. Did a great job. Yeah. Their defense bowed up, stopped them, forced a field goal attempt, and then they blocked, blocked the field it. goal. Yeah. So four minutes to go, you block the field goal, you get the ball, you're up by 11. That is game over. Should be. Should be. Give Fresno State a little credit. They used their timeouts. They got the ball back with about two and a half minutes left. Right down the field, boom, 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 scored with 109 remaining, and then hit the two-point conversion. 
So it was 28 to 25. But now Fresno State was out of timeouts. So all the Essex had to do was recover the onside kick. Mm. Tony, I know you're going to agree with me. The Essex not only didn't recover the onside kick, they didn't even touch the onside kick. Fresno State's guy kicked it right past the front line of Aztec guys. There was nobody behind the front line of Aztec guys. And a Fresno State guy went down and covered the ball. And I'm like, where are we? I I, I could not believe it. When the onside kick happened and... You know, it, it would seem, uh, especially with a, a ball that's like a football, you'd want to get as much of your body in front of that as you can if if there's a chance. And the way it kind of ricocheted off my man who kind of kind of tried to field it sideways, it just turned into a disaster. And you're right, there just there seemed to be one guy back there. There was nobody else there. It and after that, it was that done. Guy, Fresno State recovered. And the... I don't know if that was due to the perfect kind of like bounce afterward that kicked it forward, but don't know. it didn't seem like there was... Don't know. It didn't seem like we had enough, enough. guides yeah. over there. Anyway, 37-yard line, Fresno State already now in tying field goal position. They don't need that. No. They just throw the ball down the middle. The guy catches it, breaks a tackle, and runs for a touchdown. Game over. Fresno State wins 32-28. I, look, I mean that's that's a that's a, Brady Hoke said it's it's a, that stings. Brady, I got to be honest with you, that more than stings. Yeah. That that just absolutely should not cannot happen, especially in a game that you're playing for the division championship. I mean, you now really have no longer a chance to win the conference title. And so I ask you, as an Aztec fan, as an Aztec player, how do you recover from that kind of losing? What do you do? You're coaching that team. What do you say at practice today? <laughs> After they had a day off to think about it. I, I mean, it's it's to say, but I I would say that, you know, it boils down to to execution at the end of the day, and whether it's on special teams or whether it was, um, offensively, you know, trying to get trying to move the chains. Um, that just that didn't materialize. And so, I, I, listen, the only way you can recover from this is to turn the page and get ready for the next week. That's really all you have. Now, I, 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 I wouldn't doubt that there are going to be a lot of things pointed out this next film session that will kind of highlight the, the, lack of, um, the lack of being able to, to execute. But yeah. Um, you still got games on the schedule, so you're going to have to turn the page and, and and try to get right this next week. You still got four games remaining. You're four and four, but that was such a such a tough loss. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't tell you. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I slept Saturday night after that because I watched it really late at night. You know, because uh, I because I had it on the VCR and watched it before bed, and then I was like, ah. But I got to learn how to... <laughs> what was that? I'm not going to try and repeat okay. it. What I'm trying to say, though, is I got to get better at losing. I mean, I lost that Man, game. this I has lost really Sunday affected morning. you. It's not affected me. I'm trying to recover and figure out a better way to deal with it. Because your team... I'm talking for everybody out there. This isn't just for me. I can't be the only person whose teams lose and I go into a bad mood. I no. got to believe that happens to a lot of people out there. Uh, so what do we do about it? You know what I used to do, Chris? I used to drink. 
Okay. <laughs> well, there's a solution that we're not going to use. I don't drink anymore. And you know why? <laughs> because those were moments that triggered me I, I very, think, very intensely. I think there's an element of this of this is what makes being a sports fan a sports fan. I know. And so, you know. I don't know that everybody has a, a little attitude after their team loses. I know, I know, I have certainly had one when the Lakers lose a ball game or two. But you know, you, you, you can't necessarily afford it because your little kid may come in and go, "Dad, I need help with my homework." He gets a business too. You know, if he, you he, give he, him, the, he, you scream and get him out of there. Yeah, you know, sometimes again, <laughs> I need fifteen. I need fifteen minutes to calm down, and then I help you with your homework. Honestly. Wow. Like I think, listen. Some of this, I, I just think is 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 kind of par for the course. Now, par for the if, course. If okay. you, if well, you, I'll tell my wife next time now, she now, says you're in a bad mood because she doesn't like when I'm in that. Well, mood. Well, I'm just saying, pick your battles here. You got to know when to let the mood go and when to kind of man to stew in it a little. bit. I don't know if the Dolphins didn't come back in the second half yesterday. I don't know if I could have got out of it. You would have been fine. You had a t- you play. You've been a fan of the Dolphins for a while. They've so, lost uh, you, a lot you, of games, seen, but I'm just saying you've it, seen some pretty bad losses. I know, but on the top of the Aztec loss and and losing to you in fantasy and the Bulls Oof. losing, it was just a losing weekend. Maybe it's easy for me to say this because I had a pretty good weekend. You had a good I had weekend. a fantastic weekend. Well, I'm so happy. <laughs> I mean, it was <laughs> so good. So basically, both of, so ba- basically both of you guys are looking at me like now. No, we don't know what thing. your problem is. Here's the thing, Chris. I was a crazy person about my teams up until this year. I decided. No more. I am not going you don't to put yourself fall down it no that more. trap. And for some reason, I've been able to do it thus far. Yeah. Now, well, playoffs are a whole different situation. Let's hear how Scraby handled losing the Super Bowl a couple of years ago when the 49ers had a lead over the Chiefs and were about six minutes away from being Super Bowl champs. How did this happen? Yes. Yes. Chris, and I, I'm fully behind you being depressed if your team loses the Super Bowl. But like a regular season game, maybe a couple games. I, listen, I I, think under, it's too I completely much. understand. What Chris I understand is it, but from. I'm Zen Master now. Sometimes you know you just some losses. I, I'll admit are harder to swallow than others. When like, you lose, when you're about to lose to the team with the worst record in the NFL, which it looked like the Dolphins would for quite a while yesterday. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really honest with you guys. I assume. <laughs> That the Dolphins <laughs> lost that game. I had you didn't even know that just now that they won until you started, you know, going off about this game. Oh no, they that came they back. actually won. I had to, as you were talking, honestly, you were searching. It, to I went see what and searched to, to see that they actually won that yeah, game. Yeah, they came back thirty-one twenty-seven. Huh? Yeah, they came back and wow. won. But here's here was the thing that was putting a little more on the losses yesterday. The fact that I lost to Tony in fantasy leaves me at three and five in in our fantasy league. I feel like I pretty much got to win every game from here on out, and I don't think my team's good enough to do that. At the same time, the Dolphins, had they lost yesterday, would have fallen to 4-4, four and four, and I feel like that would have eliminated them from real, you know, serious contention in the AFC. You got nine games left, Chris. <laughs> yeah, but they got a lot of tough games, a lot tougher games than playing the Lions. So I, I felt like not only was my team's losing yesterday, but I felt like my seasons were ending early. Because I, it was that kind of for, pain. I, I must say, when you made... That's what I was going through yesterday. I, I feel you, but you made the claim last week that the game between you and I was a must-win game. That's I, right. In my mind, I disagreed with that. So you kind of planted this Well, then seed. you should have lost it so you could handle it better. <laughs> but I, I, Because yeah, I made or, it as a must-win game in my mind, and I lost it. Our fantasy football league is so 
close together is, is, that there's, there's no some, one out right now. Nobody's running away with our uh, league Kirk right now. Kenny has a solution for you, Chris. To, oh, brother. <laughs> can only imagine <laughs> what he's got. He said there's a simple solution for his problem. Root for winners. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will tell you that I'm not a big fan of people who do that. Because there's a lot of people uh, out the front there who runner, do that. Yeah, front yeah, runners, the front yeah. runner world. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan are. of people who do that. They wait to see who's good. Like you know the OJ, uh, the Odell Beckham world. The, wait <laughs> to see, wait to see who's <laughs> in first true. place, and they'll go join that team. Yeah, that's a good point. Chris. I'm not a big fan good of that. Point. All right. Well, anyway, I thought it was Halloween. We could talk about losing, and I felt like a loser <laughs> yesterday. So. Away we go with the program. Now, did Lori win her fantasy matchup? And I'm asking she did? that. Oh, okay. so this was this was man. That, you lost that's, to me. Scraby won. Yeah. Lori won. You lost. Yeah. Your teams lost. I have like a hundred. I have like 150 points, and I still have a, a guy to go. I'm really pleased for you. <laughs> really happy for all of you. I don't know why I'm so mean. Could not be happier for all of you. It's just because but if this was me in that more seat, sad for myself. We, we would be doing the we, same thing. We would to be me. crushing you right yes, now. For you. sure. Well, I can't like I said, I can't be the only guy whose team's Chris, lost. This Chris weekend, is kinda dis- and it's just I'm I'm trying to I'm trying for all of us to figure out a way to better better deal with this with this thing called losing. Because it's a, it's a, it's part of sports. Just move on. It's a big part. Just move on. I don't. I don't move on. And the other thing I will say, when I win, only happy for about a minute. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, yeah. Is, you are describing yourself done. very well right now. Then I'm done. <laughs> a win is like, okay, when's the next game? A loss is the end of the world. Yeah. No, that's. I think that's that is a that is a true trait for most. Nah. Competitive individuals. Right. One of the guys I went to college with is a Bills fan, and even though they took care of business last night, he told me that Josh Allen needs to take care, better care of the ball, or else oh, they're going to yeah. lose one of those. Okay. I see. Because he threw a bunch of interceptions or two interceptions. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I mean that, that's your that's your thought process, right? Bills are in a lot of trouble. All right. <laughs> Gwen and Chris is underway. It is a Halloween Monday. We will uh, scare up some phone calls. We'll uh, take care of the good, the bad, and the ugly. We will handle the daily gambit. Big five. Chris versus the fans. It's all coming your way between now and 4.30 on San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Searching for a parenting podcast you'll actually want to listen to? One that covers everything from how to deal with picky eating, how to grieve a pregnancy loss, and how to not hate your partner after having kids? Well, your new favorite podcast, After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings, is here. Hosted by two BFFs, this is a no-shame parenting podcast. Listen to and follow After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. 
Very that good. was the best thing ever. 2.23 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello. Wait a second. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you guys leaning into this Halloween. Get it? Leaning yeah, in. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you already got the music playing. We might as well join. It is Halloween for the youngins out there and some adults who really enjoy it, like my wife. She really enjoys Halloween. What are you going to be for Dave Halloween? Marcus came to my house today. What? He was trick-or-treating? I got him a Looking gi- for no, candy? No, no, I got him a gift for <laughs> all of his hard work. Oh, wow, nice. And he came by to pick it up, and he texted me, and he uh, he was like, you guys are basically, you guys are pretty into Halloween, huh? Because he saw what our, our house looked like. <laughs> wow. We got spider webs everywhere. Uh, 224, as I said, on the clock. And by the way, Chris, I like how you really disarmed me and Scraby coming into the show. I'm not gonna lie, I was uh I was quite happy that my team got this must win victory. Yeah. And uh I was ready to really uh to bury you today. Oh, you're gonna lay it on. I was gonna lay it on, but lay you know, it on you, thick. Well, that, you, yeah, I you disarmed you me. <laughs> you you legitimately we talked about this about five minutes before the show. You come in and you open the, the show with that and Tony and I look at each other like, like man I can't even say anything. Yeah. Now. Well, I don't wanna take Take away from uh, A.J. Brown. My goodness, what a game. He, yeah. he didn't make it very fun for me no, because he, he just put it out of sight. Now, that hurts. I still have Joe Burrow playing tonight, but he's going to have to score like 100 points to catch you. So yeah. I'm not even going to tune into the Monday night football game. <laughs> uh, your guys did well yesterday. You even had one lineup hiccup. You took Tyler Lockett out at the last minute. I he did. ended up scoring a touchdown. I did. So I thought you were ahead by even more than you were but uh yeah congrats thank Uh, you sir thank you it it doesn't you know i don't take away from the happiness of anybody's win i i appreciate but what kind of what kind of partner would i be if after you tell me how much of a difficult time you're having with losing i'm having a terrible time i just throw dirt on you right i wouldn't i can't do that no you can't do that well you can (laughs) i could maybe would have and he probably will next Monday because I play scraby this coming (laughs) oh battle because you know scrape what's gonna happen if you lose Oh yeah, it's going to be heavy in my direction. <laughs> heavy in so, my direction. You know, it's just, this is another another Gwen and Chris showdown. I don't know. I'm feeling so sorry for myself right now. I don't think I could beat anybody. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. You're going to have to wait one more week to do that. But you know, I I, I was humble to to start the year, and I'm not saying about our Odyssey League, but my fantasy football. Um, just, uh, I guess, um, what's the, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for. But all the different leagues that I have, I am finally competing in these leagues congratulations it's been years since i have competed this late into a season and it feels amazing we're so happy for you good for you and if the phone lines worked i'm sure people would be calling yes yes Yes. i know some of you guys are probably Uh calling in or you you know wanting to call in we're not ignoring anybody who's calling in to share their apparently uh, the phone lines are down they're losing stories but um i've called myself and all i got was a busy signal yeah so we'll have to just make do without phone calls today. Let's uh, let's get into this World Series game three. The World Series yeah. is that going on? It is game three. This is it's, first of all, it's amazing to have you here for the World Series. This is the first time we've actually been able yeah. to to break down a World Series in real time. And usually so, traveling, usually traveling. For, for whatever so reason. Friday was game one. Phillies. I mean, basically, they hawked the. Uh, the Astros, after the Astros got out to a big lead. They stole game Phillies one. Phillies just walked them down. Yeah. They still still game one on an extra inning homer by uh, by Real Muto. Um, they win 6-5. Game two uh, on Saturday, 
Phillies, excuse me, the Astros get back. They score five again. Phillies are only able to muster up two runs. And in both games, particularly for the, on the Phillies side, their starters weren't as effective. The, the Astros pretty much took both Wheeler and Nola apart. Um, and, you know, it was really the bullpen for the Phillies that stepped up and was able to get the job done. Both um, games. Both games. And so that that still is a strength for them, but you do get a chance to see how, dyna- how dynamic and how consistent that Astro offense is, even against really good pitching. It's good, and, you know, it's funny going into Game 3 tonight, people are saying the same thing they said in the Padres series, yeah. which is Big ga- they the Phillies win are in trouble now because yep. their top two pitchers are done and you have to worry about their other guy. Well, that's what we said here yep. in San Diego heading into Game they, 3, and the Phillies uh, managed to turn that series Remember, around. the Phillies, again, they basically steal home field advantage. Yes, because they got home. The, if and, they don't lose at home, they're going to they be have, the champs. They, guess what? They have yet to lose mm-hmm. at home in this in this playoffs. And so to this time, last time it was uh, Ranger Suarez. This time it's going to be Noah Syndergaard starting. Who knows how long they'll get out of him. Yeah. But – um, I, the Philly might be the only. I, from what I heard t- talking to the writers, the two loudest places in the playoffs were were San Diego was among the one the ones I heard a lot, but the other two was Houston with that with the roof closed mm. and Philadelphia, which I saw with my own eyes. There's yeah. there's a true home field advantage. It's possible be a madhouse there. in there tonight, yeah. and you'll see if you know Houston will try to take that away again and get off to another early lead uh go back to game one first yeah Uh, there was a key moment in that game in the top of the fourth inning uh houston had a five nothing lead at the time and if i'm not mistaken uh real muto was at the plate i could be mistaken but there was a runner on first base with one out real muto hit a line drive right back to justin verlander in the air and Verlander reached up to catch it, and then he turned to throw to first for the easy double play to end the inning. But he didn't catch it. It fell out of his glove, and he had to reach over, pick up the ball, and did throw to first to get one out. But the base runner was able to safely make it to second. Second base, right. And that set up three runs in the inning. Castellanos ended up with an RBI single. Bohm ended up with a two-run double. And just like that, the Phillies were back in the game. That, to me, is how close all these postseason yeah, games good are. Point. If Verlander catches that ball, it's a double play, the inning is over, and it's still 5 nothing. But he didn't, and it turned into a three-run rally for the Phillies, and you know that got them back in the game, got their mojo going. The guy that I've been most impressed with in the series is Kyle Schwarber. I, right? I can't believe how far he hits the ball. Even when it's – I mean, he's had two home runs in this series that were both foul. But they both went in. One, he ran around the bases, and they finally had to look at it and go, oh, no, that was really clearly a foul ball. The other one, he didn't run around the bases. He hit it off Verlander in the upper deck in game one. But I've really been impressed with Schwarber. And Philadelphia, the thing, I think for both these teams, but I think even more so for the Phillies, no lead is safe. No. And if you're Houston, you better keep your foot on the gas because the Phillies are going to come back. And even game two with the loss, they got to feel like, you know what, we did come back. We, we we were still scratching and clawing there, trying to get back in that game. So the unique, we'll see. The unique kind of combo that Philly has at the top of their lineup with Schorber and Hoskins. I mean, you think of those guys, and we talk about the power, but they both get on base 
Yeah. And, and when you're getting on base twice a game um, with the likes of Rio Muto and Harper behind you, it makes it hard to to keep you off the board, right? Because even when Schwarber and Hoskins aren't hitting the ball over the fence themselves, they're still on base. Yeah. And so, as you said, if, if uh, uh, an out isn't made, even if it's not an error, you just extend the inning and boom, before you know it, a 5 nothing leads, a 5-3 lead, and all of a sudden there's life, and yeah. now there's energy, and then boom, they, they steal game one. Yeah, and the other thing that, uh, that hurt the Phillies in game two was that easy play at the end of the first inning. After the Astros scored two runs, they had a runner at third, two outs, had a ground ball to short, routine, Sosa threw it in the dirt. Hoskins should have easily picked it. It was a short hop. And he went off the heel of his glove, and Alvarez beat the play at first. Or not Alvarez, Gurriel beat the play at first. Alvarez scored. That was a third run, and that was big later in the game. Right, they lost by three. They lost by three. They could have bought the tying run to the plate a couple of times had that not happened. So Philly's got to play a little cleaner. Defense is the one thing that's concerning for them. But I think the series is still wide open. Again, that's that's the one glaring issue that, the Phillies have is yeah. is defense, and even if it's not an, a, a you know quote unquote error, a play that needs to be made Gotta make is them. the difference. Because on the night where your offense may not be able to put up six runs, you got to be able to keep the game a little bit closer because you are with that lineup only one swing away a lot of times if you're within you know home or reach. Right. One right. of the other things I wanted to talk about from Game One, and maybe we should go to break and talk about it on the other side real quick was. The umpire saving the game because uh, what is his name? A Lemus, a Lemadia, a Lemadia. You know what? Let's, let's, let's Diaz. Almadies. I was Lemadia. Lemadia. You didn't come close. <laughs> let's let's talk uh, about this on the other side. We for will for once give the umpires a little bit of love. More going to Chris on the way. Try not to be too scared out there. Scraby's attempt to frighten everybody here on Halloween. I, I, Scraby's I, I, having the time of his life yeah, every time. He's this. <laughs> this is this is so much fun. I, I tried to choose the spookiest but most fun music to rejoin with. <laughs> oh yes, it's working beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> I do love how you guys are leaning in. I did it again, but two forty is the time. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris, Chrisello, Tony Gwen Jr., Mister Scary over there, Matt Scary. Thank you. I appreciate the show. Uh, real quick before, we're going to get to the uh, good, bad, and ugly for week eight of the NFL here in just a minute. Some of the highlights of the weekend in the NFL. But first, a little love for the umpires in the uh, World Series. Start game one, James Hoy. Uh, bottom of the ninth inning, Almedes Diaz up. Runners at second and third, two out. And... Uh, Pitch came up and tight on him. He leaned into it, got hit by the pitch to load the bases. James Hoy said, no, you did not load the bases because you leaned into that pitch. Yeah. It is a rule. They don't call it very often, Tony, but I think they made the right call there. Diaz ended up flying out, and it's, 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 the Phillies hung on for the victory. The rule of thumb is is if the ball is outside of home plate area, right, and that's extending all the way up, right? Mm-hmm. Ground up. If you get hit in that area, you have now left your batter's box area. Now you are in the zone. Right? If you're in the zone and you are hit, they can call what they, they can call. call it back. Now, if if that same pitch, let's say it's 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 off the plate, and yeah. you don't do 
your best to get out of the way, that's fair game. The ball's not thrown over the plate. They're still probably going to give you first base. They're going to get first base. All right. Well, well done by James Hoy. And then even better done in game two by Pat Hoberg. He was the home plate umpire. Word has come in that Pat Hoberg called every pitch correctly. Locked in. In game two on Saturday night. Every one of his ball calls was a ball. Every one of his strike calls was a strike. Pat Hoberg says, what do we need the (laughs) mechanical umps for? I can call every pitch correctly. Earlier this season, he had a game against the Phillies and Rockies where he got 122 out of 123 pitches correct. This time he got them all right. And uh, you know, it's, take it's, that for data, man. These home plate umpires don't do such a bad job. Listen, you think they do? Take that for data. I, 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 I do think they do a terrific job. And here's what I think it, the mix needs to happen, right? Is, you know, just like in all the sports, there probably should be a, an age uh, like ending. I mean, I don't know okay. if, you, if you can actually do that. Yeah, this might be discriminating. There might be some discrimination. But, but just the, I mean, you that? can't play the game forever. I mean, so I mean, eyesight, all this stuff. Should have, I get what you're saying? Uh, Pat Holberg is is he's one of the younger. He's a younger. I shouldn't say one of the younger. He's a younger umpire. Yeah. James Hoy, a younger umpire, and I just think there is something to be said about. Um, Sounds like you're taking a shot at us old people. I'm not That's take, okay. I'm just saying there's a reason why he got a hundred percent. No, it's fair. You know what it's I'm fair. saying. Look at NFL officials, too. I mean, I, right. again, these guys are running down the field trying to keep up with world-class athletes and sprinting you, down the sidelines. And, you know, every now and again, a 78-year-old field judge will be right with a guy. And you're like, how did he do that? Listen, listen, I'll read you the names of these umpires. And I know all of them because I had these guys in the minor leagues, right? These guys have all come up. Trip Gibson, uh, Jordan Baker, Alan Porter, James Hoy. Uh, Lance Barksdale. I mean, Lance Barksdale is uh, probably the oldest of those guys. Okay. And he's he's still a really good umpire. But at some point, your your vision's compromised, right? You don't keep – it's proven as we get older, our vision deteriorates. Right? Agreed. It's kind of it's one of the – it's kind of one of the, 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 the requirements to being able to be a good umpire. We'll say this. There is a – you could tell just from doing the games every day, I, I could tell at least that – the younger umpires, although maybe more to the zone, they also, from a people person standpoint, they don't all handle um, intense moments well. Whereas the older umpires may not be as tight on the zones, but they certainly know how to handle the dialogue. So there's something to be said about the experience you gain over time that makes you a good umpire and how to deal with people. Because it is kind of part of the job description, too. But all these guys in this last group here in this World Series are on the younger side of the umpires. Well, cheers to the umpires in games one and two of the World Series. They've done a nice job. I will say this about the game, too. Uh, The game that Hoberg called perfectly. It's not like... Not once or twice or five times during the game, batters didn't look back and go, are you sure? Oh, yeah, that, that's the side of the point. So yeah, that, these guys. That's, but that's kind of my point to begin with, is that even if you don't call a perfect game, even if you do call a perfect game, people are still going to be upset with some of the calls you make. Is that the, is that the, no, is that, that our, was, no, is that, that a mess up on a, a glitch? Yeah. <laughs> 
That uh, was not me trying to get you to move I, on. I don't think the issue is whether the players are looking back there. It's it's the outside noise that we're constantly talking about. It's not the players that are yeah. doing most of the complaining. And I think, for the most part, you haven't heard anything about the umpires because they've been pretty good. I'm glad to hear that. We'll see what happens in Game 3 tonight. It gets underway at 5 o'clock. Syndergaard will pitch for Philadelphia. McCullers on the other side for Houston tonight in Philadelphia. Speaking of Philadelphia, they will start off today's good, bad, and ugly. There you go. I got you back into it, Scrape. Thank you. Thank you. How's that? All right, week eight of the National Football League, mostly in the books. Let's take a look at some of the highlights from the weekend. Start with the good. And you got to start with the Fly Eagles Fly 7 and 0. AJ Brown killing me yesterday. Hurts looks, fakes, still looking. He is going deep down the far side and it is AJ Brown again. Another touchdown. 29 yards. Boom. AJ Brown caught one, he caught two, he caught three. Touchdown passers in the first half. That not only uh, carried Tony Gwynn to an easy victory over myself in our fantasy football matchup, but it carried the Eagles to an easy 35-13 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Next up for Philadelphia, they will play the Thursday night game this week in Houston against the Texans. He uh, also, A.J. Brown, got randomly drug tested, and I he saw tweeted that. that. He, he, wasn't, yeah, he, he wasn't too happy about it. Which my question is, like, if you got nothing to hide... Why is it that big of a deal? I don't know, but it sure upset him, and he went it off did. and because had an unbelievable game. I wish they wouldn't have drug tested him. They drug tested him after. Yeah, oh, after, 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 yeah. after, oh, yes, after yes. the yeah. game. Oh, yes. After that's the that's game. why, because it's it's supposed to be random, but he had three touchdowns. And uh, all so of a sudden he didn't think it was random. He didn't think it was random. That's, what, again, he, that's what he said in the tweet. If it's not like he you didn't don't have take anything the test. to hide, did he take why the test? Matter? I don't know. He took, probably sure he took the test. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he took the test. Yeah, too. So I, I don't think it really did matter. I think this is a great time. This is the ge- new generation. They're going to take something that probably isn't a big deal. They're going to tweet about it. Everybody, We're going to be talking about it. Boom. Profile N- raised. Boom. Another guy that could have uh, tested was uh, CMC. Seriously. What a game he had for the San Francisco 49ers. Now it's right. He is a San Francisco 49ers. First hat trick. In the NFL since 2005, he had a touchdown pass, he had a touchdown run, and he had this. In the gun, McCaffrey left. They motion McLeod to the left inside of IU. Kittle and Willie Sneed are right. Now they go empty, and McCaffrey goes right. It is Garoppolo looking. Garoppolo under pressure, throws to the back of the end zone. Caught by Kristen McCaffrey. Touchdown! C-M-C! The 49ers have the lead. Oh, my goodness. Was that two different people? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Did we just replace the Bengals guy as the most Uh, annoying? Wow. Pretty annoying. Wait, that that was was the 49ers guy? That was the analyst, yeah. I'm dumbfounded. I did not listen to that full clip before the show. Anyway, Chris. (laughs) Man. (laughs) Threw me off. It really was terrible. (laughs) Die. No. Bye. couldn't wait to get that one off. He was... Perfect timing and really one. bad. Well, uh, I will say this about the play: <laughs> it was a beautiful play. I didn't see and it. And Jimmy G, I don't know which was better, the throw or the catch, but Christian show Cat- Jimmy G some love. Jimmy G is is loving his George Kittle being back. He's loving Christian McCaffrey coming back. They didn't even have Debo yesterday. 
49ers own the Rams. Offense is going to get good. They, they, do, own the Rams. they own the Rams. They Chris? just own the Rams. They are just dominating the Rams. Every game but that championship last year, they have uh, polished the off game the Rams. Matters. And they beat them 31-14 to 14 yesterday. On we go in the good category where Matt Scraby's high school teammate is now coaching a 6-1 and one football team. So it's an empty backfield on third down. Arizona rushes four. Kirk steps up, sprints out to the right. Cardinals all over him. Turns it 15 10. Five touchdown! Kirk Cousins with a 17 yard rushing touchdown has given the Vikings a 6 0 lead. You got to wonder where the Arizona Cardinals defense was on that play. <laughs> right? Kirk Cousins can run 17 <laughs> yards to the house. You're sleeping on defense. You definitely are. Yeah, um, that was that's a that's a slow 17. Yeah, right it takes there. a while to get there. That was not Kyler Murray. Although Kyler Murray tried to bring the Cardinals back, they came up short. Minnesota 34, Arizona 26, and as mentioned, the Vikings. The Eagles are getting all the attention. They're seven and zero, but Kevin O'Connell, nicely done at six and one. You like that? You like that? Dynamite. Dynamite! <laughs> Man, I'm kind of sorry I said it now. On we go into the bad category, and leading that category off is our friend, the kneecap cannibal, and his Detroit <laughs> Lions. They jumped out to Leeds to 14-0, 21-7, but they were shut out in the second half as the Miami Dolphins rallied to win. And two out of the shotgun, back to throw now, looking, throws it. Touchdown, Miami, Mike Kosicki. And the Dolphins have their first lead in this football game. An 11-yard touchdown, Gesicki's fourth of the year. Now that's the way to remain calm as a broadcaster. Thank you very much. I honestly cannot believe they came back. They didn't look good at all no. when I watched that game. Wow, they couldn't stop them. Uh, Detroit went up and down the field the first five times they had the ball they scored. But Tua had a monster game. Tyreek Hill had a monster game. Jalen Waddle had a monster game. Miami does have... I- some weapons. They didn't have an answer for Tyreek Hill. They could not guard him to save their life. I haven't life. seen anyone guard him yet. Yeah, that's a good point. 31-27 was the final there for the Dolphins. Also Dolph in the fans. bad category, Aaron Rodgers. The uh, three-time, right? MVP? I think so. Now he's got three wins and five losses. Josh Allen doesn't normally find himself in this bad category. Nor does Stephon Diggs. Now the Bills have the ball, second and one at the Green Bay 26. Josh takes the snap, going to throw, goes to the end zone, and this one is caught, caught for a touchdown. Let's see. It is Stephon Diggs. It is a Buffalo touchdown. Diggs got behind Russell Douglas, the guy he was just pushing and shoving with, and it's a Buffalo touchdown, a 26-yard strike from Josh Allen. I'm going to give that about a two. <laughs> I uh, was thinking that? about that. As was well. the, was that the Green Bay? Uh, no, that was, right was the, the Bills. The that Bills. was the Buffalo oh, guy. Yeah. He said he just threw it into the end zone. The end zone is 10 yards deep and 55 <laughs> yards wide. Help me understand where that ball was. <laughs> Buffalo went on to Oh, here beat. it is. I finally found it. Touchdown! Buffalo, That's what I wanted. Buffalo 27, Green Bay 17. Also bad, Tom Brady. And it's been a rough go for Brady. Not only has he lost three games in a row for the first time in 20-some-odd years, he's getting unhitched as well. Baltimore Ravens didn't help his mood any on Thursday night. Third down and one. This is where you'd love to have Gus Edwards, but he's on the sideline. 
You have Justice Hill in the backfield, and the Ravens go to a passing formation. Two receivers stacked to the right. Brunet in motion to the left. He'll get the handoff of the jet sweep. Gets a block. He's in the 10. Five. Touchdown. Devin Brunet. Shows what the uh, broadcaster knows. Got to have Gus Edwards here to run the football. (laughs) Apparently not. Devin Duvernay ran it in from 15 yards out on the jet sweep. Baltimore went on to beat Tampa Bay 27-22. From the good, the bad, we go to the ugly. And this was really ugly for the Las Vegas Raiders yesterday. What a complete, utter no-show they turned in in uh, New Orleans. Josh (laughs) McDaniel, 2-6 now. Not surprised. Alvin Kamara. Returns from seemingly his, being his away slumber. for a long time. <laughs> long count. Dalton to throw. Looking, looking. Dumps it across the middle. Kamara's got it. 25, 20, 15, 10. Near side, and he will scoot into the end zone. Alvin Kamara does it again. Three for three. Three TDs for AK. 36 yards. Alvin Kamara, by the way, had zero touchdowns on the season heading into that game yesterday. Thankfully, I did not play against him because he's a guy who has terrorized my fantasy life. Well, he uh, terrorized the Raiders for sure yesterday. <laughs> Three TDs, 24 nothing. the Saints over the Raiders. Another ugly game. Set the passing game back about 100 years in this one. And that's the winning team. <laughs> Tennessee's quarterback, Malik Willis, went 6-for-10 for 55 yards. That was his day. Oof. Davis Mills, on the other side, only passed for a buck 52. So how many NFL games in this day and age have under 200 yards combined passing? But the difference, the Titans had Derrick Henry. Give it to Henry, 25-20, 15, outside to the 10, puts a move on to the 5, stiff arm, dives over the pylon, Touchdown, Titans! That was a man-sized run by the man, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, 219 yards, 17-10 Tennessee. The other ugly game, it's always the Denver Broncos. Same set, three tight ends of the game, all positioned on the right side. They hand it off to Latavius Murray. Murray with second effort into the end zone. Touchdown, Denver! Russell Wilson goes down on one knee with both fists clenched. Because Let's Denver, ride. Because he beat Jacksonville. Nicely done. Uh, 21-17 Denver over Jacksonville in the final ugly game of the weekend. We'll take a break, come back. Scraby's got a really wild couple of bets to deal. Tell us about in the Daily Gambit. That's next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. 
And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.